sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to a Football Friday. Live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM, channel 159. It's the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, that's SportsGrid. We're feeling good on this Football Friday. I am Ben Stevens, and thank you for joining us. Setting the stage for your Sunday, week four of NFL action. Up and down the board for every game you need to know come Sunday with every angle, sides, totals, props, every number associated with the National Football League this weekend. We'll check in on college football. Week number five on the horizon and an awesome Friday night slate for you in CFB as well. A big weekend in Major League Baseball. Just two more series left in the regular season before the calendar flips tomorrow to October and the postseason is front and center. Week number four of the NFL season starting last night in Cincinnati on a Thursday between the unbeaten Miami Dolphins and the reigning AFC champs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, Cincy hands Miami its first loss of this season with a 27-15 victory last night in Cincinnati. The Bengals covering as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. They are now 2-2 two and two straight up and against the spread, booked as a favorite in every game. The first loss for the Dolphins this year, also the first time Miami failed to cover a number. Three straight games booked as an underdog. Only one remaining undefeated team left now in the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles. A total that got up to 48 and a hook by the time we kicked off last night on a Thursday in Cincinnati stays well under 11 primetime games so far in this NFL season in 2022. Eight of those games have hit the under, only three games to the over. So those are the odds perspective from last night in Cincinnati on a Thursday to kick off week four of this NFL regular season. But the overall story last night, sadly, was of Tua Tungavailoa. Six minutes remaining in the first half. Tua scrambling out of the pocket, slammed down to the turf. An immediate fencing response. Tua Tungavailoa had to be carted off the field on a stretcher and was taken immediately to a hospital with head and neck injuries reported. And as you see here in this tweet from the Miami Dolphins, some good news last night as the Thursday night Ended. Quarterback Tua Tungabailoa is expected to be discharged from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center and will fly home with the team tonight. That was late last night on your Thursday. Some good news for Tua Tungabailoa on this Friday. Head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, speaking after the game yesterday, saying that Tua Tungabailoa has a concussion. It is nothing more serious, thankfully, but a very, very scary moment. And throughout the week, we were wondering what Tua Tungabailoa's health status would be for this Thursday night game. Of course, last Sunday at home in South Beach against the Buffalo Bills, after Tua Tungabailoa was taken down to the turf, he got up, he stumbled, he cleared concussion protocol as it was reported from the Dolphins franchise in the independent neurologist, and they said it was a back and ankle injury, specifically that back that caused Tua to take that small stumble. He was cleared and active for last night. Mike McDaniel was pressed about that in his post-game press conference. And as a fan, watching that football game with what we saw happen to Tua Tungabailoa just this past weekend on a short week of rest, 
now back in action on a Thursday, natural to question, natural to guess and speculate, should have Tua Tungavailoa been out there last night against the Cincinnati Bengals. I do not believe the Miami Dolphins acted in a malignant manner. I do not believe that Tua Tungavailoa was coerced to be out there or forced to play last night at the betterment of his health. But with that being said, that's why the NFLPA has already launched its independent investigation. That process probably needs to be sped up a little bit because there are many questions that as a league, as a public, as fans watching this sport, we need answers to. A very scary moment, but overall, Tua Tungabailoa flying back with his team with the Dolphins last night, returning to Miami. As we go across the game to open up week number four of this National Football League season. First, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience. Thank you for joining us here on this Friday. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So the Cincinnati Bengals on a scary night with a lot of circumstances outside of the gridiron and the concern for Tua Tungabailoa. The Bengals win the football game, handing the Dolphins their first loss of the season. 27 to 15. Teddy Bridgewater filled in for Tua Tungabailoa, but on the other side, Joe Burrow, a really good night through the air. 20 of 31, 287 passing yards and two touchdowns going over his passing yards prop that got all the way up to 272 in a hook pregame. And the good news for Bengals fans, that offensive line is starting to look a little bit more short up. Joe Burrow only sacked once last night. He has only been sacked three total times the past two weeks after 13 total sacks in the first two weeks that can be correlated to success the Bengals now an even 500 two and two both straight up and against the spread this year the Bengals as it pertained to their total last night again 48 and a half was the closing number for the game overall it stays under the eighth under of 11 primetime games so far this year the Bengals just over their team total, finishing with 27 points, the number at 26 and a half. And as you can see, the over had the heavy juice. The Dolphins remain under. So an update now to the AFC Championship odds as the Dolphins were the last remaining undefeated team in the AFC no longer. They move back by 50 cents from plus 950 to 10 to 1. The Bengals move up by a dollar in the AFC title race. Now tied for the fifth best odds with the LA Chargers at 12 to 1. The Bills are the favorites, the Chiefs a dollar and a half behind. We go around the Sunday slate in the National Football League. Some of the shorter spreads you can expect up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A football Friday rolls on right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. If it is a football Friday on the morning after, that means one and only thing in this opening hour of TMA. Mike Blewett, the host of Pro Football Today, each and every Sunday, alongside our good pal Kevin Walsh from 10 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way up until kick of your Sunday slate in the NFL at 1 p.m. Eastern, joins us here on the morning after blew it week number four is already here a sixth of the nfl season is done we are glad to have you here once again on the morning after for a football friday obviously fired up 
Week four got off to a tough start last night. Obviously, everything overshadowed by the talk of Tua Tungavailoa and his health. Uh, clearly, it is going to be a point of discussion throughout the day, throughout the days ahead, and all through the next week until we hear what kind of shape Tua is in. So, obviously, everybody's hoping he's, he's okay, and the NFL has a lot to answer for. And that will be the next step. The NFL has a ton of to answer, as does the Dolphins organization, the NFLPA, already in their independent investigation of what occurred last Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Now that moves forward to week number four. The good news again, Tua Tungabailoa discharged from the hospital last night in Cincinnati and flew back with his Miami team back to South Beach. We'll continue to update that story as more details are made available, but I think Mike Blewett said it well there. Answers needed to a ton of questions that the public, fans, and really elsewhere around the league, everybody has on this Friday morning. So, Blewett, as we focus on the football, first and foremost here, and as we look at where the odds are on this football Friday, the Dolphins, their first loss of the season yesterday. Only one remaining undefeated team left in the NFL. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC. No unbeaten sides left in the AFC. And the Bills did go down to the Dolphins in South Beach this past weekend, but remained a heavy odds-on favorite to win the AFC East at minus 240. Following Miami's first loss of the year last night, Blewett, those odds even improving for Buffalo at minus 290. In that division specifically, do you think anybody can catch the Buffalo Bills at this moment? I think the Dolphins are, let's just assume for a second, and it's a wild assumption based on the last time we saw him, because he left the field in the stretcher. But if Tua is playing the majority of these games, I think Mike McDaniel has engineered an offense that is going to score a good amount of points. We saw Tyreek Hill getting the ball force-fed to him by Teddy Bridgewater after the injury, and I think he's created a situation where they'll score a lot of points. They have talent on defense. I've thought all along that the Dolphins are a playoff team, so by that definition, I think the Dolphins could be in the mix later than we expect, but... I haven't expected them to win the division at any point. I don't care about the loss last week. I think that was a really unique game. And that outcome, the Dolphins winning that game, didn't surprise me. So yeah. at no point did it really change my mind that I think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. It's a really good point, Blewett. And you told us last week how weird Miami can be in September when it's over 100 degrees on the field. And yeah, we saw that exactly exhaustive ending. Absolutely so. And it was exhaustion for both of those teams. And Buffalo now looking to bounce back this week on the road again as a favorite against the Baltimore Ravens. Blue with the theme here is that key number of three, the crucial number when you look at handicapping the NFL. Well, Buffalo and Baltimore falling exactly on that number of three right now. Three points in favor of the Bills. What's your approach to this Really good game in the AFC featuring two of the three best odds to win the AFC title. So we'll talk about this game a little bit more in our triple option later. Both of us have an angle on this game. But yep. I do think that the continued triage situation with the Bills defense in particular is impacting them. Again, I have very high hopes for them for the rest of the season. But they need to get some bodies back. And their defensive backfield is still really banged up. I think that this is another tough place for them to enter into with the way that the Ravens offense is playing. 
And I think Lamar will be able to take advantage of that. I, I do like the Ravens in this game. I, I would love. I think this has the opportunity to be an awesome game. The one in yeah. Miami was really compelling for a lot of reasons, but it was also incredibly sloppy at times. I think this could be two offenses throwing punches at each other, and I think the Ravens come out top this week. 51 is the total for this game. It is the highest over-under for the week for Slate. So from two teams, Blewett, that have two of the three best odds to win the AFC, we go to two teams off to questionable starts, to say the least here, in 2022. The Las Vegas Raiders, a playoff team, a 10-win team a season ago who still held some optimism entering the 2022 campaign, the only winless team in the National Football League. And the Denver Broncos are above 500 at 2-1, and one, but they have not been inspiring, to say the least. It's Vegas blew it as a two-and-a-half-point home favorite under that key number of a field goal. How concerned are you, though, for both of these teams based on what you have seen here through three weeks of action? Very, very <laughs> concerned on both yes. ends. The Josh McDaniels era in Las Vegas is off to an inauspicious start. The Russell Wilson era in Denver is off to a very strange start. At least they're getting W's as unimpressive as they are. Uh, but I'm just waiting for something to click with both offenses. Carr is running for his life. And Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett have yet to figure out how to utilize all these weapons appropriately. They're winning slog fests against the Texans and the Niners. But it really would be wild to see the Raiders go 0-4. A winless team, by the way, favored by nearly a field goal. I think that says everything you need to know about how the Broncos are starting off the season. So... I just think that I I really am struggling with this game. As I know you and I probably have the same feeling about this slate in general. These divisional games are really tough. I think the lines are pretty sharp. I know your best one of your best bets is later, and I I have the same thought about it. But as far as this game is concerned, I think you're just looking at a a divisional matchup. I don't know that the offenses are clicking yet. And I'm probably leaning towards an under in this game as opposed to backing a particular side. We'll get to our triple options a little bit later on in this opening hour. But trying to pick a side was incredibly difficult for me in week number four of this Sunday slate. Nothing stood out. Nothing. Not one single game. This is a spot you would expect the Raiders to have some resolve at home to get their first win of the year. And it's under that key number of three. So why not back Vegas? But I don't necessarily have the confidence to do that at the moment. And Blue, both of these teams, of course, as you mentioned, divisional foes in the AFC West, the division we all expected entering 2022 to be by far the most competitive in all the National Football League. The Broncos do not look very good. The Chargers have the curse of injuries once again in L.A. And Vegas is the only winless team in all of the league. Does it set up right now for the Chiefs to win this division for a seventh consecutive year? Yeah, I, I thought they were going to win going into the year. I thought right. the, uh, the reports of their demise were greatly exaggerated. So I do think that there's defensive issues, and it's why I don't have them winning the conference. But the division, I, I, I think the one thing I'd say is obviously for those of you that I'm not going to pat myself on the back or pound my chest. Was like, I called the Chiefs again. They won it six years in a row. What's impressive about that? <laughs> Plus, right. also, the Chargers are dealing with 
Chargers stuff, crazy injuries. Yeah. This team is now very different than it was three weeks ago. And yes, there's been coaching issues and sloppy play at times, but the injuries are taking a toll on the long-term projection for this team. It doesn't even look like a playoff team at the moment. It's interesting to think that Justin Herbert and the rib cartilage fracture might be the least concerning injury for the Chargers at the moment. Losing left tackle Rashawn Slater for the year. Joey Bosa now on the IR as well. A bad, bad Bolts luck that we'll discuss later on in this opening hour as well. Plenty more with Mike Blewett as we go around the NFL Sunday slate up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Jolly old London. Hosts an NFL football game on Sunday morning for us here on the East Coast. Kicking off around 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. That's around 2.30 or so out across the pond in London. Good news for the Minnesota Vikings, who are one of the two teams playing in that game against the New Orleans Saints. It's not prime time even in London for Kirk Cousins and the Vikes, and they're a 3 point favorite so Mike Blewett is with us here on a football Friday on the morning after he hosts pro football today each and every Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time it's also an in-game live opportunity for you and old K-Dubs on Sunday Blewett because this game will be going on as you start the show so the Vikings now a three-point favorite squarely on that key number of three up from two and a half where it was most of this week Blue, does this game between Minnesota and New Orleans taking place in London at Tottenham Stadium change your handicap at all? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I'm very concerned about the Saints. I will say, uh, Ben, before the season even started, I think I was pretty out in front and saying I was lower on the market than the Saints were. Now, obviously, their starting quarterback is dealing with significant injuries and Andy Dalton's been taking first-team reps all week. Taysom Hill taking second-team reps. God bless if that situation happens. But (laughs) I will say that I'm just really concerned about the way the Saints are playing. We can bash Kirk Cousins all we want, but at least we're seeing the Vikings' offense function well at times. The Saints' offense is just very broken right now. Uh, If they can play a conservative style of offense and really bring the heat on defense and make this a fist fight. I think I like them to keep it close, and obviously they're catching three. But I think, yep. I mean, if they were if they were in New Orleans, would it really be a significant difference? I still think the Vikings would be favored. They're the better mm-hmm. team. I I know that that impacts the point spread, but I don't think it would change it all that much. I'm maybe a little surprised by it. The Vikings are a hard team to trust, but. I just like the Vikings. I, I think they're the superior team. I, I, really, I wish it was two and a half instead of a flat three, but I like the Vikings to get the W there and, and probably by more than three points. And that line working in Minnesota's favor, as we mentioned, up from two and a half now squarely on that key number of three. Minnesota, one and two against the spread so far this year. The Saints, one of three teams in the National Football League that have failed to cover a number so far this year. The Saints... The Patriots and, of course, the winless 
Las Vegas Raiders. Blewett, I was actually a little bit high on the New Orleans Saints because although it was a new head coach, Sean Payton departing, Dennis Allen, who had been the defensive coordinator in the Big Easy for the past six seasons under Sean, I thought that kept some consistency. Boy, was I wrong. I thought the Saints might be a playoff team. I do not feel that way anymore. Plus 172 now for the Saints on the outside looking in, but the odds on Minnesota blew it, improving. Now minus 230 to make the NFC postseason. Do you think one of these two teams, mainly the Vikings, or maybe even both of these two blew it, can be playoff teams come year's end? I think they could both be playoff teams, but I thought the Vikings were a playoff team going in. I didn't think the Saints were. Uh, I'll say this about the Vikings' upcoming schedule. They got the Saints, obviously, in London on Sunday. They've got the Bears. Then they're at Miami and then head into a bye week. They come out against Arizona at Washington and then at Buffalo. Then they start to get into some easier games. They're playing the both New York teams. They're playing the Bears again. They got a Patriots team, which isn't looking great, a Dallas team, which could be a fist fight, obviously. Dallas's defense stepping up, Cooper Rush playing solid mistake-free ball for the most part but i just think the vikings schedule lines up for them to be okay long term doesn't have to be an 11 and 6 team we're just trying to get them into the playoffs and i think in the nfc nine and eight will do there was a lot of optimism following the vikings week one victory against the green bay packers what that could mean for the nfc north the packers had won the division three straight years in eight of the last 11 and their odds were only 15 cents of difference green bay is still the favorite but minnesota right behind that doesn't feel like the same sentiment now entering week four minnesota and new orleans 9 30 a.m eastern time across the pond in london blue it i think the game i'm most excited by for this sunday slate week number four the philadelphia eagles in the jacksonville jaguars yes i will repeat myself the philadelphia eagles in the jacksonville jaguars the birds a six and a half point favorite on sunday at home this was at seven the hook has been taken off it's now just six and a half in favor of philly blew it you look at the jags the top team in the afc south two and one this year the eagles the only remaining undefeated team left in the national football league how do you break down this matchup on sunday exciting game uh, one thing I would say about the Jaguars is that when I, everybody likes to say, are the Jaguars for real or people like to come up with storylines for that, I'll just say the Jaguars are, are good right now. They're a good team. Yep. This isn't smoke and mirrors. They're playing really well offensively. The Doug Peterson edition is working for Trevor Lawrence, and their defense has some players on it. I think long term, the defense is going to need to add more players for them to be a real contender of any kind, but... They got good players on this roster, and I appreciate that Doug Peterson is utilizing them correctly. I looked at the totals from every angle here. Eagles over 26.5, Jaguars 19.5. I think there's points here to be scored. Are the Eagles going to get to 27 is the question. And obviously, we're talking about the line here as well. I have been bullish on the Eagles all along. I'm going to remain so. I think they are a touchdown better, but the way the Jaguars are playing, that's a lot of points to lay. I'm going to be looking at props heavily in this game as they're released. I think there's opportunities there. And between the two teams, I feel better about the Eagles team total of 26.5 than the Jaguars of 19.5, but I think they can both get there. And the Jags have brought that physicality up front. The best rushing defense so far through three weeks, yeah. three weeks in the NFL. The Eagles, the top rushing offense 
in all of the National Football League a season ago. And right now for Philly, the favorites in the NFC East in substantial minus money and the favorites to win the NFC Championship, Jalen Hurts is playing like a QB number one. Over 300 passing yards each of the past two weeks and now the third best odds to win the NFL MVP. Can he sustain, Blewett, this MVP level he is off to this year? I think it's awesome uh, that he is proving some of the haters wrong. I'm not one of those people. I thought Jalen Hurts was really in a good position. Your boy might even have a small piece of him as an MVP bet. I I like the Eagles a lot going in. I think, uh, obviously, his ability to utilize his legs is a key factor. He's he's not outpacing Miles Sanders, but he's in the same range as far as uh, carries are concerned. And his chemistry with... A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith is evident pretty, yeah. pretty early in the season. I think that's the real key. It doesn't matter It doesn't matter what we think on draft night. A.J. Brown, what a great addition. It really just matters what it starts to look like when they're on the field, and it's good so far. Yeah. Devontae Smith picking up where he left off last year. I think this is a real challenger in the NFC. I struggled when I was making my Super Bowl pick, whether it be the Packers or the Eagles. I ultimately picked the Packers, but... I think the Eagles, given their schedule that's upcoming, have an opportunity to have the best record in the league. Right now, the favorites in the NFC, not only to win the conference championship, but to be that number one overall seed come postseason time with the second easiest schedule based on win total projections from your boy, Warren Sharp, who will be with you on Pro Football Today this Sunday. But as we focus on Jacksonville quickly here, the Jags have the best record in the AFC South, the only team to win two games in the division but the Colts are still booked as the favorites who do you think should be the favored side to win the AFC South at this moment it's a good question I'm trying to eliminate my bias too because I was bullish on the Colts I have long-term futures on the Colts and I I thought they'd certainly be better than they've looked so far obviously a key win for them against the Chiefs and the tie while it's unimpressive puts them at least in a better position than if they were one and two. Who should be the favorite? Probably still the Colts, but it should probably be mm-hmm. tighter than it is because the Jaguars have clearly played better. And assuming that the Colts are going to figure it all out is something that I'm doing. I don't know that the books should be doing. I ultimately think the Colts will win, but this could be a fun race. It could be a two-team race. I think we all know Uh, The Titans don't look particularly good, and the Texans might end up having the worst record in the league. But uh, I like this division a lot. It's certainly a lot more compelling even early on than I thought it would be, and that's because of the Jaguars' great play. Indy back at home this weekend. They picked up their first win of the season last week at home as a a five-and-a-half-point underdog against the Kansas City Chiefs. 0-1-1 on the road, straight up, but 1-0 at home. Good to be in Indianapolis. As they say, speaking of those Chiefs on the road once again, and they will remain on the road in Tampa, Florida this week with some of the updates following Hurricane Ian. We weren't exactly sure where Sunday night football blew it would be played, but we know it will remain in Tampa Bay at this moment. And because of that, the line flipped back to the Bucs being the favorites, laying just a point quickly here. Your thoughts on Sunday night football? I think the Bucs have gotten into these rock fights early on in the season and it's proof that their defense is legit 
their offense has tons of problems right now, but I don't think you or I or anybody else suspects that those are going to be long-term problems. They're all injured right now and suspended. Yeah. They're going to start to get guys back. And I think halfway through the season, we're going to be looking back and be like, why were we worried in any way? Why, why was anybody worried about the Bucks in any way in September? So I think the Chiefs offense is going to be challenged this week. I think Pat Mahomes is going to be under duress. 45 and a half for that total. Eight of 11 primetime games under so far this season. We run the triple option up next on the morning end. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know the case by now here on a football Friday on the morning after above all else in this world we believe in establishing the run certainly when it comes to handicapping a Sunday slate in the National Football League our triple option our favorite side total and prop for week number four of the NFL campaign I am Ben Stevens alongside Mike Blewett for a third consecutive segment here in this opening hour of a football Friday on TMA Blewett I said it at the beginning of this hour I will reiterate that sentiment once again I looked at the slate up and down I found a total pretty quickly found a prop that I was a little bit amazed that I could get at the number I did and I could not for the life of me handicap aside I went through so many games and came down to one that I'll talk about in a moment but you are our guest here did you have better luck finding a side that was appealing to you for this Sunday not really not really are there some teams huh? that you love to bet against, but they're they're playing each other, like the Bears and the Giants? You've yep. got a Colts-Titans game, which is totally unpredictable because the Titans yep. are playing in it, and the Colts have looked badly. Uh, to be honest, I'm feeling better about the Vikings more and more that I look at it. Michael Thomas, we now know, is out, just uh, yep. announced a few minutes ago while we were on break. And then you have some, uh, the Chargers are playing the Texans. Yeah, of course the Chargers are better than the Texans on paper, but they're missing everyone now. And they're five and a half points, given five and a half points on the road. There's just a lot of tricky games. I think the one that I, 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 I'm going to leave it to you to announce yours, but I'm in lockstep with you on the game that you chose. But I'm going to go with a side. I'm going to go with the Packers minus five in the first half against the Patriots. So let's get rid of any backdoor covers for the game total, which is not for the, sorry, for the side for the game, which is nine and a half now. Who knows, could creep up to 10, maybe it comes back to nine. But the Packers have hit this. They're up 24 to seven against Chicago. They're up 14 to three over the Bucks. So they've hit this minus five two weeks in a row. It's the second year in a row that I'm throwing out that week one game for them obviously Rodgers doesn't play during the preseason this is becoming a trend for them but I think they're rolling a little bit now it's not the high-flying explosive offense that it seemed to be at times with Devontae Adams but it is an offense that can move the ball down the field control the action and with Brian Hoyer in the mix they're going to try to take the air out of the ball and I just think Aaron Rodgers can get it done a couple of first half drives maybe be up 14-3 at the half 
We'll never know a true injury report out of Foxborough and New England because Bill Belichick remains the head coach for the New England Patriots. Apparently, according to some reports, Mac Jones was in the facility yesterday dealing with that high ankle sprain, but telling his teammates, do not rule me out for Sunday at Lambeau. I don't think he's going to play. I think yeah, that's that why the line me. is at nine and a half. Rule me out. Yeah. So I, him it saying, also really don't rule me out, guys. Like, all right, so yeah. you're... You're out now. So you're hoping that you'll be in. You're out. Got it. Yeah. So we'll hope you're in. You Good luck. I mean, it's fine. Blue, and it also doesn't really matter to me. I think the handicap here is a student. The Patriots offense has struggled mightily. And even if Mac Jones is out there, a hobbled Mac Jones will be ripe for that Packers front four and that defensive pressure they can bring up front, like Rashawn Gary, who trails only Micah Parsons in QB pressures so far this season. I don't really care if it's Mac Jones or Brian Hoyer. My charge to Bill Belichick is let Bailey Zappi go out there and sling it. You know what you have in Brian Hoyer. You spent a fourth-round draft pick on the quarterback from Western Kentucky that set college football records at the FBS level last year. Over 5,900 yards, the most in a single season at the FBS level, and 62 passing touchdowns for Zappi as a member of the Hilltoppers a season ago. That would be what I would want to see, but I think the look in the first half is very, very astute. For the Packers laying five in a game, they're nearly laying double digits at home against New England. My favorite side, as I mentioned, is not one I can truly call a favorite. I looked at the New York Jets. Speaking of young second-year quarterback, Zach Wilson is expected back for Gang Green on Sunday in Pittsburgh against Blewett's Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Jets have been a little bit interesting this season, and they're getting three points. It was an area that I looked against the Steelers team that I think we all have questions about and what they are doing offensively. You mentioned the Houston Texans and the LA Chargers. Houston, in the last two years, as an underdog, now in 18 games, they are 10-8 against the spread. They're getting 5.5 from a very banged-up Chargers team. I also looked at Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys, another game that will be taking place in Texas, where you see Houston getting 5.5. Cooper Rush has made three starts for Dallas in the last two seasons. Cooper Rush's Cowboys are a perfect 3-0 straight up and against the spread in that span over the last two years. But all three of those games blew it. The Cowboys have been booked as an underdog. They are a three-point favorite on Sunday at home against the Washington Commanders. I'm not very high on the Commanders, but still, I haven't seen Cooper Rush as a favorite. Speaking of teams, we have not seen as a favorite in a very long time dating back to the early portion of the 2020 season, the Detroit Lions, who as of right now are a four and a half point favorite at home on Sunday in the Motor City against the Seattle Seahawks. It would be the first time in 26 games the Detroit Lions would be booked as a favorite, as an underdog under Dan Campbell the past two years, 20 games, all 20 of them now, 14 and 6 against the spread. Good teams win. Great teams cover. And the fighting Dan Campbells do exactly that. They bite your kneecaps and they cover numbers. It is the best cover percentage over that time. But as a favorite, are they going to cover? I'm going to say yes, Blewett, because that's how I feel about the board this week. I like it. Uh, you're saying it. You're, you're girding your loins. You're going out there and you're saying, you know what? I like the Lions laying points. I actually like this game too. The only concern I have about this game and why I didn't pick them here 
is yep. Amon Ross St. Brown's health. Yep. I just need to make sure that he's good to go and not hobbled in any way. If he was, I'd be right here with you. It'd probably be my favorite side. And it would actually have been my favorite total. I'll transition over that right now. But so if Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown is good to go, we don't expect him to be hobbled in any way. The Lions' first half total points of 13 and a half is where I would like to go first. Their team total is 26 and a half, but the first half team total over 13 and a half, they've hit that in all three games. So that's if Amon Ra St. Brown is healthy. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, has really done a lot to scheme guys open, and, and Goff is playing well right now within yep. that system. But I'm going to go with the Ravens team total over 24. Uh, I know that ties into your prop, which you're going to mention in a little bit. Yep. But I like the Ravens to score some points. I don't need to guarantee wins. I'm not getting into the spread here. I do think both teams score a whole bunch. I like the Ravens to get over 24. The Bills number is just a little bit bigger. The Ravens have hit this number in all three games. They they pushed on 24 in week one against the Jets. Right. But they've hit it the last two weeks. And I think with a banged-up Bills secondary, I think they get over the 24. Blue, it was my favorite total of last week. The Ravens team total over that closed at 23 and a half against the Patriots. Baltimore put up 37 points. Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP caliber level like he was when he won the most valuable player in 2019 and when he was still healthy in 2020. So that takes me in to my favorite prop of this weekend. Lamar Jackson over one and a half passing touchdowns on Sunday against that banged up Buffalo Bills Secondary. Last year, the Bills were the best secondary in all of football in terms of allowing opponents to throw for scores against them. On average, quarterbacks on the other side threw for less than a touchdown all year long against the Buffalo Bills. But the number on Lamar Jackson seems incredibly light. It seems like a number where 2021 is taken into account and not what he has done this year in 2022 or in 2019 and 2020 when he was fully healthy because this year Lamar Jackson has thrown for at least three passing touchdowns in each game he had four last week against New England and you're only giving me a touchdown and a half in the over has the plus money it feels like a number that is too good to be true and maybe it is but in 2019 when the Ravens were the top scoring offense in the league which they are right now Lamar Jackson went over one and a half passing touchdowns in nine of the 15 regular season games he played and in 2020 he also went over in nine of the 15 regular season games that he played he also has a rushing yards prop this week that's around 59 and a half or maybe 54 and a half something in the ballpark of the mid 50s I looked at it as a number that even when he was banged up last year he went over an eight of 12 regular season games a number of course he has gone over in each of the past two weeks going above the century mark so Lamar Jackson over one and a half passing touchdowns against those Bills blew it that is my favorite prop of the weekend what is yours and it ties into mine ties into yours so I got Mark Andrews over 63 and a half receiving yards yards he's hit this two weeks in a row did not hit it in week one but obviously they had a significant lead ran out the clock against the Jets, but Andrew has been a Andrews has been a focal point of Lamar's passing attack. Maybe he catches one of those touchdowns. I like your Lamar bet. I'm gonna go with Mark Andrews over his receiving number. I would also note that as they come out, just keep an eye on the C D Lamb numbers. Uh Cooper Rush is obviously got also has chemistry with him. So yeah. I, I think C D Lamb continues to be targeted at a significant rate and his numbers have been too low when they've been released. 
It's a great point as well because the numbers on CD have been slightly depressed without Dak Prescott there. That's but right. of course, Kellen Moore and that Cowboys offense led by Cooper Rush right now, making it a focal point to target CD Lamb. So I'll finish with my favorite total. It is the Philadelphia Eagles in my favorite game of Sunday against Jacksonville. Their first half team total over of 13 and a half points. Philly leads all of the NFL this year in first half scoring offense. They have scored exactly 24 points in each of their three first halves this year. The last two weeks, the Birds have failed to score in the second half and still covered a number as a two and a half point favorite against the Vikings and as a seven point road favorite last week against Washington. Now the Jaguars defense is a big reason that Jacksonville has two wins so far this year, but Last year, the Jaguars were the second worst scoring defense in the first half, giving up nearly 14 and a half points per game. The Eagles score in the first half. They have scored 24 each of the first three weeks. I don't need them to get there. I just need two touchdowns out of Jalen Hurts, who is playing at an MVP level, and the rest of the birds on Sunday, Blue. Yeah, I think you're in good shape here. I, I, I love Philly overall. I really struggled with this number as to whether or not to bet the the game total or the first half total. I'm with you completely. I might have even chosen this had you not chosen it already. So I, I like Philly's offense this week. Uh, you and I are aligned, perhaps a little bit too yeah. much. It feels like we might go down in flames. We love the Ravens and the Eagles and the Lions, and yeah, uh, it could all go up in smoke. I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm concerned now. We're we're way too aligned on these, but. Like I like the fact they're at least picking first half numbers and everything. Yeah. Trying to find different angles. Blue, and I felt really good last week about the Ravens team total scorching over with 37 points against the Pats. The Bengals covering three and a half in the first half. This week, I don't feel so good about the board, but hey, that's what the triple option is. Sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't. Mike Blewett, the host of Pro Football Today, each and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Blewett, have a great NFL Week 4 weekend. Thanks, buddy. Good luck. Same to you. Same to you. Kevin Walsh on that show as well. A great Sunday pregame show in the National Football League. We round out our number one. Speaking of MVPs, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We round out our number one this football Friday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us on this football Friday live right here on TMA. So this weekend, we have some really good games on the Sunday slate, including a matchup in Baltimore between the Ravens and the Bills that as of right now, pit the two front runners, the two favorites on the FanDuel Sportsbook in the NFL MVP market. Of course, for Buffalo, it's Josh Allen, the favorite at the moment, against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Jalen Hurts in a fun matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Patrick Mahomes, the new versus the old guard, and Tom Brady in Tampa Bay on Sunday night. Those are the four betting favorites right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win NFL MVP. Who gets your vote following a sixth of the season now in the books entering week four? That's what we asked you in Fade the Public. 
So as we looked at this poll, who gets your vote at this moment to win NFL MVP? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it Jalen Hurts? Or is it Patrick Mahomes? A resounding amount of the public is buying in on Lamar. 43.5% of this vote right now at SportsGrid TV on Twitter says that following three weeks of NFL games, it would be Lamar Jackson as the NFL MVP. Josh Allen is the favorite, a 3-1 to one number. Lamar Jackson, $2 behind, plus 500. Jalen Hurts in that third spot, plus 600. And Patrick Mahomes rounds out the top four at 7 to one is anybody having a better start to this season though than Lamar Jackson playing in a contract year betting on himself looking for large amounts of money and he deserves every single penny Lamar Jackson leads the NFL with 10 passing touchdowns so far Lamar Jackson has accumulated 12 total touchdowns this year that is more than every other team in the National Football League outside of the Detroit Lions. Lamar Jackson, have yourself a 2022. Hour two of the morning after is live next following a Sports Grid News update from Andrew Bocciabalus. 